0: Welcome in the general manager of the Ottawa Sixty-Sevens, James Boyd. James, good morning. How are you?
1: Doing great, thanks.
0: Well, thanks for joining us here. Um, just, just wanted to bring you on, and we, we got a chance to speak to Dave each and every week. But you know, a, a bit of a a state of the union address from the from the general manager here on a team with high expectations, um, just gearing up for the for the postseason. How do you feel about your group here as the regular season starts to wind down?
1: Well, feel I feel great about the team. I mean, the, all all season long, the team has been uh, you know kind of unaffected by any adversity, whether it's injuries or suspensions or anything like that, and just kind of motored along. So our goal here is to keep motoring through the through the end of the regular season and get everybody healthy uh, and back into the lineup, and then uh, Dave and the staff can tinker with the chemistry a little bit to make sure we're firing all cylinders when the playoffs come. But certainly in first place and in, uh, in, in the league and uh, um, you know, at this point in time, you can't ask for more.
2: And speaking of health, there's been a number of uh, bodies out of the lineup, not uh, the least of which Ottawa Senators prospect Tyler Boucher. Uh, we saw the report from JF Plant earlier this week. Is there anything that, that you can talk about with uh, in, in regards to Tyler Boucher's injury?
1: Well, I think there's still some assessment going on. I think, uh, uh, you know, he's to see a specialist. You saw a specialist earlier this week. I still need to connect with the senators and. Uh, you know get the the final report but uh based on you know the fact he's had multiple injuries uh the fact that uh he's pretty tender at this point in time and uh the injury kind of happened on a on a on a you know a, what seemed like a a play uh, a pretty uh mild play let's say uh i'm not optimistic uh um you know we hope for the best but uh, prepare for the worst
0: how does um, – Yeah, that's all you can do at this stage, and we'll have to wait for, for all the news to, to come out on that, James, obviously. But let's let's assume that Tyler's uh, not available. He, unfortunately, you know, the injury, and he had a couple suspensions, but he plays that hard game. Um, when he was healthy and in your lineup this season, he was taking a step, wasn't he? He was doing everything that you wanted him to do with his, his style of play. So th- this is a pretty big loss.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and Tyler's t- the type of player that he is is really tailor-made for playoff hockey. You know, the he's he's rugged, he's at the front of the net, you know, all those clichés that you talk about uh uh you know that that translate well into a, a seven-game playoff series. He has all of that. So, yeah, he was starting to uh, uh you know, there's been stops and starts here in his career. Um and uh I thought he had a great World Junior. Um you know, unfortunately was injured at in that tournament and then uh uh, he's been, you know, in the 21 games he's played for us, he's been a he's been a very effective player. So I know those types of players now, uh, you you know, that play like Tyler, big guys who play like big guys, and uh, that robust game, they're really really hard to find. And you know what? There's not many of them around our league. Uh, there's not many of them, uh, um, you know, in the minor pros. So uh, I think the key for Tyler is he's, he whatever the the prognosis is here, he's got to he's got to focus on getting healthy, and he's going to be uh, an excellent pro player.
2: Kind of a, a bigger question here, and and bigger than than what we saw with Tyler Boucher. But we've seen what seems like more shoulder injuries as of late, and and with the Ottawa Senators specifically, Josh Norris. Uh, you can go back to Colin White, and and so on, so forth. Uh, do you have? Uh, I know you're not a doctor, James, but do you have a reason why there may be potentially more shoulder injuries at this point in time than we've seen in the past?
1: No, I'll even I'll even say. Uh, Kenny, I have no medical knowledge. so us put you know, I'm uh, that far removed But the fact is, these things sometimes go in 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 uh, in cycles. You know, uh, a few years ago, the main concern was the groin injuries and the uh, injuries in the upper abdomen, and that seems now. You know, there's there's been less of that, and it seems now that, in the, I guess in the Ottawa region, the focus is on shoulders. But I, I think I think it's just a little bit of luck and and. The fact that this, this stuff is kind of cyclical and you notice it when it, uh, you know, becomes a factor, but I'm not sure that there's more, uh, um, you know, more shoulder injuries than uh, uh, if you look at all the other teams in the league uh, or around junior hockey here. I'm not sure that it's a, uh, it's not an ob- anomaly, you know, anomaly.
0: 67's General Manager James Boyd's joining us. Okay, so we, we've got uh, a settling-in period and then some since the trade deadline, and you made some big acquisitions then. Um, now, I know Logan Morrison's missed a little bit of time recently. It doesn't sound like it's too serious, though. Uh, him and Nikoff, Um Have both of them um, been exactly what you were expecting to get when you made those big deals?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, the, the Lo- Morrison, you know, he's been scoring at a tremendous clip since the time he joined our team, which is just a continuation of what he's been doing over the last two years. Um, you know, he's, he's very down to earth personality. He's uh, obviously an experienced player in the league, but he's just fit in with our team seamlessly. And then Minchikov, similar where, uh, you know, he's really kind of morphed into our style of play. He was more of a, a and gun player when he was playing in Saginaw. Um, and then, you know, he kind of arrived here and I think took a look around and said, all right, this is the way that these guys play. And he's uh I don't want to say sacrificed a bit of offense because he's still got 78 points here, um, you know, in 61 games, but uh, he's definitely playing our style, which has been really effective. So both those players have, you know what, they've entered the lineup. It's like they've been here forever. Uh, I think their team after the trade deadline took a little bit of time to get adjusted just with the chemistry, different chemistry with the team. But that was also compounded by the fact that Morrison was out of the lineup, um, you know, with a, with a minor injury for a stretch of time. So, now there would, you know, Morrison will be back in the lineup, I believe, this weekend, um, and we'll get start to build that chemistry back. But again, it's time for Dave to tinker with the lineups and the coaches to f- kind of fine tune things. Get ready for that first round of playoffs. Uh,
2: in regards to Mintukov, the the first couple games that he played here with the sixty sevens, I thought that he was playing the old Saginaw Spirit style up the ice, got caught a number of times, and he has since adjusted and become. A premier shutdown defenseman as well as the offensive side of things did you know that he had that in his game prior to acquiring him
1: oh yeah For, you know pavel at one point in time you know was one of the, the premier players in the chl import draft
2: and so he played the under
1: 18 with the russian team uh he played under 17 so um you know he, he wasn't a, he was more of a shutdown type defender uh you know at that time and I'm imagining that's probably the way that his coaches wanted him to play. Uh, but then when he exploded offensively, uh, you know, when he entered the Ontario Hockey League, he showed that different dynamic. But I think if, if the NHL scouts that we pulled, uh, you know, which includes Anaheim who drafted him, but also other teams uh, who had interest in him and were willing to share their thoughts, he, uh, he definitely had the ability to, uh, uh, you know, to play strong defense. And when they – and truth be told, in, in Saginaw, when the games were tight, he was he was excellent on the on the defensive side of the puck. So, um, you know, he's going to be a valuable player in the playoffs because of that uh, ability to defend, but also uh, the ability to open the game up when uh, when it's
0: required. So, those are some of the veteran players uh, leading the way for you. But you know, the the strength of any junior team. You know, that has aspirations, usually they have a handful of uh, young players, like uh, the, the, the underage players, like not NHL-drafted eligible players yet here. And you've got quite a few of those here, and they've been really good contributors for your group and seem to be getting better and better as the season wears on. Can you speak to some of these guys and, and how important it has been to the team's success to see their development?
1: Yeah, and that that's really, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's a surprise to a lot of people that, our team was able to score, um, you know, the rate that we were scoring here in, in during the season. And at one point in time in December, I don't think we had a player in the top 20 at scoring, but we had eight in the top 100. Uh, and so when you got your second-year players or your 17-year-old players, the draft eligible. So a player like Luca Pennelli's got 20 goals. Um, you know, we got a player like Brad Gardner's got 18 goals. Cooper Foster's got 18 goals. Uh, you know, our, our first-round pick in 2022, uh, one of them, Henry Mews, got 11 goals from the back end. Um, you know, when you start to add it all up, uh, it, it's a lot of goals. And, you know, the fact that we had Jack back out of the lineup with an injury for a prolonged period of time, and we've had, as we mentioned, as you mentioned, Boucher uh, with suspension, uh, with uh, uh, injury. We've had uh, uh, Vincennes Roar, one of our key players, has been out twice with injury during the season. Uh, you know, you're always wondering uh, where's the scoring going to come from. But it's that, that group of players, the young group of players, that is really, you know, uh, uh, picked up the pace and, and provided the scoring when we needed it most. So, um, Chris Barless is another one. Chris Barless in 51 games, uh, you know, uh, nine goals, and he'll be re- returning to the lineup uh, uh, just around the start of the playoffs. So, these are uh, uh, it, it's really offense by committee, but it's those young players that it, uh, have made an impact.
2: James, we've talked about it on the the 67s broadcast before, but can you take us back to scouting that 2005 born group? Uh, that was during COVID nobody played games it, really over the course of that entire hockey season can you take us back to your scouting methods and and your entire scouting crew and how are you able to uh, be so successful in that draft when many weren't well unique year of
1: course there was there was not much hockey being played around the province uh, especially in the first half of the year but then things started to pick up a little bit in the second half but no no organized not much organized hockey at all so uh, this is a credit to Jan Eggert Course, the mastermind uh, uh, of our scouting staff and our assistant general manager, um, but also that you know, with our scouting staff as a group who uh, you know really uh, uh, took it upon themselves to, to watch as much video and to get out and watch games whenever they could. And keep in mind, this may be on a Tuesday, you know, at 11 in the morning, we find out that there's a scrimmage going on, uh, you know, somewhere around Stony Creek, Ontario, and people are going to be allowed into the building, and so our scouts jump in their cars and they head there. And hopefully grab a glimpse of some of these guys so uh th- they really put in the work and uh and it was a difficult year uh but you could tell uh how vested that the scouts and yon and were in the process so you know, they were able to unearth um uh you know obviously some some excellent players we have some players that from that draft too that aren't on their lineup are in their lineup that are excellent players that uh, you know, have a chance to play for us in the future, or you know, potentially down the road. But it, it was a uh, it was a bizarre year, but uh, uh, our scouts definitely made the best of it. So a lot of credit to them.
2: Yeah, a couple of those players, uh, Ryan and Connor McPherson, are are two players that I've been keeping an eye on. They're they're in the GOJHL playoffs with the Leamington Flyers right now, and committed to the NCAA at the University of New Hampshire. Uh, do you still keep in contact with them even through their their uh, commitment and Potentially try and bring them onto the Ottawa Sixty Sevens in the future.
1: Well, I think I, I do see them. I was in a, I was at a game in London, uh, London Nationals Junior B game uh, against Leamington, and the, the Twins, of course, play in Leamington. I saw them play. They're they're excellent players. They continue to get better. They they've got a commitment to, as you mentioned to the University of New Hampshire. Uh, I think they're 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 steadfast in their commitment. But yeah, I still see them. and I, I say hi to parents in the lobby and. Uh, you know, they know where we are and they know what we're all about. Uh, uh, but it seems like they're, they're focused on on that route. If that ever changes, we welcome them with open arms. Um, they're excellent players. But they're, they're, again, some of those players that we talked about, um, you know, from that draft. Um, you know, that they, whether they play for us on, in, now or in the future are very, very good players. Also, when we're looking at that draft, we got Gavin Ewells, who's played in the back end with us this year and uh, shows a lot of promise. He's an excellent player right now. Uh, Bradley Horner, who joined us halfway through the season, he's uh, going to be a key part of our defense uh, uh, crew moving forward. So it was a really, really deep draft, but again, it's a credit to our scouts.
0: Well, as we're talking draft, um, you you wear many hats as the general manager here. We're approaching mid-March. You know How busy are you and the scouts right now as you know, other seasons uh, are starting to wind down and starting to get uh, some final looks at some guys to think about this uh, this upcoming draft?
1: Well, that's that's we're out
0: every day, you know. It's going kind to of beat the it's beat
1: the clock now, you know. I think there's, there's teams that are are eliminated, uh, you know, from their playoffs here. Uh, the team was eliminated last night, and the GTHL is last chance to see them. So we're out every night trying to get last looks at players, and our scouts are comfortable with the list that they've. They've compiled, but the, you can never, you know, see too much. So we've been out watching all those players traveling around the province and, uh, and that's going to continue for the next bunch of weeks. So as much as it'll be fun to be around the 67s here while the team's doing well and the excitement of the playoffs, uh, our scouting staff is focused on, uh, way down the road, uh, you know, as they watch this next group of players and the draft's coming up quick. The draft's going to, you know, the, the end of April during the second round of the OHL playoffs. So you got to be organized and, uh, When it comes to, you know, we want to meet with the players, interview the players, interview the coaches, and and do all that background work, and then, you know, talk to the agents and and put on a recruiting hat in some of those cases. It's it's a busy, busy time.
2: I'm sure we'll we'll speak again before the OHL priority selection, but uh, what is the depth of this draft, and and in particular, the Ottawa area?
1: It's a good draft. It's, uh, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of of players with, uh, with a lot of upside. Um, and, you know, every team sees it differently, but the interesting part of this year is that there's some Ottawa players that are playing outside of the region, so in the, whether in the GTHL or in the United States or, uh, you know, around the uh, OMHA, that, uh, um, you know, players with a keen interest in the 67s who aren't immediately in the region, but you've got the HEO playoffs that are happening right now, uh, and then there's some games on Saturday that are going to be taking place, so there's some excellent players in the league here too. Um, but uh, the drafts uh, overall, it's, uh, it's quality drafts, I think that, uh, team, like any other draft teams that really do their homework and uh, put the time in, they're going to do really well.
2: And playoffs, three, four weeks away, I, I I lose track. It's eight games away in the regular season uh, before the playoffs start. What's your excitement level? I know you always want to open up at home and, and have that opportunity to play at the arena at TD Place, but are you excited to see the what the team can do at the Slush Puppy Centre and uh, potentially uh, take a look at a new rink that could impact something that uh, OSEG would do down the road.
1: Uh, yeah, but I th- it's going to be an, it's going to be uh, an interesting experience. I know that uh, I've been over there a bunch of times this year to watch games, and what a facility it is. Um, so yeah, it'll be exciting playing games there. I might even head over tonight to check out some of the game, uh, uh, you know, and do some. Uh, uh, it was kind of a facility tour. Uh, help get ahead of things a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to see those new buildings, uh, you know, what possibly might be happening uh, here in the future. But we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We want to focus on that first round and um, and, and make sure that we're uh, firing in all cylinders, like I mentioned. But the, the most exciting part over the next couple of weeks is watch our team finish the regular season. And like I said, see that those line combinations and defense pairings and how things are going to start to shape up. But this team's been a lot of fun to be around all year. They're extremely hard-working group uh you know they they they're they're uh respectful they they're fun to be around and uh really as you mentioned uh, uh you know that that scoring by committee but it's really a team concept you know what Our specialty teams have been excellent all year long our goaltending's been excellent all year long uh and, and players did playing in different positions playing in different roles that's really a credit to the players that uh they've bought into that team concept and support each other so it's gonna be exciting for, for them to finish the regular season and then the, Exciting to to you know move into the playoffs against a quality opponent.
0: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun just to track as as fans and media as well. Strong team and uh, a real possibility to play deep into May wouldn't that be a lot of fun? James, always appreciate the visit here on the show. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks very much guys.